Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. everybody got paul here with bass and brews podcast if you're gonna listen for the next hour to six hours of this podcast (laughs) thank you we appreciate it i hope you i hope you're having a good time and what you're doing right now we got a great show lined up for you alex ain't back yet unfortunately so y'all got to listen to my ass be in charge but I brought a guest co-host on that can hopefully keep me in line almost as good as Cupcake Coley. <laughs> and that's T- Tiffany, Texas Bass Babe, on Instagram. How you doing, Tiffany? Hey, Paul. I'm doing all right. <laughs> and you got like and t- a normal name today. It's not even something cute. Well, I I had a really, really, really good name, but I was running a little bit late tonight. A little disappointed. And I signed on. And you were already on, and then you were having audio problems, and I had to help you fix that because apparently you're a 65 year old gen something or another that can't run their audio, and I forgot my good name, so now I'm just Paul Hills tonight. All right. See, see Alex, Alex, and Cupcake would have come back with some bullshit right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn it, I cussed before two minutes. Anyway, I was about worry. to say we didn't even make two minutes. It's okay. Look, it's okay. I'm willing <laughs> to give up the 0.003.25% of a penny that we're going to make off of this tonight. I'm willing to give that up tonight for y'all. Swamp Rat's going to be so disappointed in us. It's, it's okay. It's okay. He's going to be very disappointed if he listens to every episode since he's been gone. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, our guest is Christian Big Easy Bassin from right outside Darlings, Louisiana. But for some reason, he he don't he don't got the draw that I was. I hope we were going to have to not be able to understand anything he said tonight. But apparently, <laughs> apparently, what he said, those accents on TV are fake, and I'm really disappointed now. <laughs> It, it, it's true. Like, I have a New Orleans accent, but uh, if you go west of New Orleans to, like, the Thibodeau, Homa area, you might find some real Cajuns. But there's not too many Cajuns in New Orleans. So when you <laughs> drink heavily, do you, does your accent become heavier? Yeah. Oh, it gets I, – I, we have a, a an area of the city called the Ninth Ward. Uh-huh. And it that turns into ward 
and <laughs> shit like that. So it, it gets it gets way worse. I'm trying to be good with it tonight so people can actually understand it. But the Cajun shit, that's not New Orleans. <laughs> Christian, Christian ain't, ain't, a nary, ain't a nary fucker understood a word I said on this podcast since episode nine <laughs> when I came on. So don't worry about what they hear. Just worry about that shit. Just worry about what they think they heard. What's <laughs> interesting <laughs> though, we do have three true southerners we on do. tonight. Is that a we word? got the south cover covered pretty well? Look, we got the southeast, we got the dirty south, and we got the west south. <laughs> I mean, we, we got our southerners covered tonight. All, all, all of our New Jersey fans and all, probably none of them are going to understand much of what we say. So, <laughs> Tiffany, you're in charge. You're in charge of uh, translation. If you don't understand it. You got to translate it. Yeah, definitely. All right. What, what y'all drinking tonight? What you got there? Uh, let's start with a guest. Big Easy. What you got, Hoss? Well, I already had my two Red Bulls and vodka, and but uh, now I'm drinking just a regular old Miller Lite. I'm, I'm easy like that. <laughs> So, so now you done fucked up because you we we all pop them open together. We're a family here, <laughs> so you're gonna have to go get another one to to crack open. Oh, shit! I'm just kidding. We'll just you're fine. No, you're fine. Paul's just giving you a hard time. No, I think he are. Are you frozen or am I frozen? Nobody's frozen. I, it sounded like we were frozen oh. on his end. Hey, can you hear us, Christian? I lost my sound. Oh, shit. What the hell? Take your earphones out. You got both of them in or just one? Well, he can't hear you. Fuck. <laughs> I can hear you. Can you hear me? Maybe it, maybe they went out of battery. <laughs> well, why he's messing with that? We'll say what we're drinking. Yeah, go ahead. What you got there, house? It. I got me some four roses tonight. <sighs> I'm so I'm not fucking a... jealous right now. And it's a single barrel, if you can mm. see. Oh, look at that. Good stuff. All right, Frankie. Other way. <laughs> Other way. <laughs> All right, what are you drinking, Paul? <laughs> of course, tonight, Paul Hills is powered by White Claw Surge Cranberry. It's got eight alcohols in it per can of 16 ounces, and it is delicious. Christian, can you hear us? He can't hear us. We're going to have <laughs> – now he's got to be able to, to learn Southern Sign Language because – Oh, I heard something. Christian? Write something down. I can't fucking hear y'all. <laughs> oh, I have oh. a notepad. No, look, 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 look. Y'all know damn Paul Roberts no. showed up with his whiteboard. Well, I've got a legal pad because I'm a lawyer. I got my whiteboard, girl. All right. Does that work? We can I hear, hear you. you. Can you hear us? Christian. Earth the Christian. Sign off and sign back in. I like Our- that I read it to him, even though I can't hear it. Well, well, and I haven't even drank anything yet. Well, All right. let's, let's, think, let's think about the people that you have to deal with on a daily basis. I'm sure you're having to explain shit like that to them in numerous no, different. I have kind of sophisticated clients, actually. 
Oh, so you, so you're not in the the low end of construction law. You you up with the smart people. I'm up with the smart people. Right. I mainly represent um, government entities. Is primarily what I do. I got you. I'm jealous of what you're drinking tonight because four roses. All of the pop four it. roses. They are so delicious. They so I, they're happy. really good. The single barrel is really really good. Um, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine bought it for me for my birthday, and I kind of got hooked then. Big easy. Can you hear me? Can you okay. hear me? Christian? Yeah, but y'all sound all weird. Oh, all right, no. give, it, give, give it a second. Give it a second. Let it catch up. All right. How about now? Y'all still sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Again? <laughs> all right. Yep. <laughs> Well, he may. I wonder if he needs to just like disconnect his Bluetooth and reconnect it. Uh, He might have to ditch the headphones. Headphones. So sometimes headphones come in handy if you're getting a lot of background noise when somebody's talking. The headphones can clear that, but sometimes the earphones mess it up. So, can you hear me? My sound. My sound's still all messed up. Or your turn, headphones. Turn your headphones off and just use the audio, the computer speakers. Like disconnect the Bluetooth. See if that works. How's that? Oh, I can hear can you hear fine. You. All right. We we've officially check, lost check. the entire audience at this point. <laughs> check, check. Don't y'all go nowhere. This is gonna be a good ass show. Y'all can fast forward. We are representing y'all still sound all weird. some hoodlums here. Uh, we sound weird still. Hold on, let me try and come back again. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good though. We did a sound check before and everything was working I great. Know. Yep. Fail. Well, this is this is this is what happens with live live shows, y'all. So, so uh, Tiffany, yes, sir. Tell, tell us in in a in a quick version while we while we deal with with that about your last. We're gonna we're gonna give him a second to let it load. My last tell, tournament, tell, yeah. T- just just your last tournament from a uh, an emotional standpoint. Tell us because that's we have to deal with that a lot as anglers. Some things we can't control, and we you had a lot of stuff that you couldn't control. Yeah, so at my last tournament, so for those viewers who don't know, um, I fish in the Bass Fishing League, um, the Phoenix Bass Fishing League for MLF, um, and I fish the Cowboy Division. Um, I had a tournament last, um, not last weekend, but the weekend before at Toledo Bend, and um, my boater, um, his trolling motor, it went out. It wasn't completely out. It would still turn right, but he had to manually turn it left. Um, and that happened at 8 a.m. in the morning. And he let me fish for about an hour, and then he decided that he was just done. Um, and so, which meant my day was done. Um, and it, it, it was pretty pretty hard for me. Um, in this postseason, I've trained pretty hard um, to compete in these tournaments. And uh, he's not. Oh, is he in the waiting room? 
Yeah, he's a, yeah. You can't see him. I can. Um, and so I, you know, I, I've trained really hard. I want to compete in these tournaments. I'm not fishing them for fun. I'm fishing them to actually compete. And so to quit at 9 a.m. when we had a 4:30 weigh-in um, was really challenging for me. Um, just being general as a human being, I'm a highly competitive person. Like it's just my nature. And so um, to not fish until, you know, those final moments was, was pretty rough. Um, yeah, I, I know, Paul, you were saying you saw my video that I posted driving back home. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it was, it, it's tough, but that, that's part of tournament fishing. And it was, it was nice to hear back from people because there was a lot of people who had been through similar situations as co-anglers um, or as boaters, you know, their day ended before it ever started sometimes. And so those are things that as a tournament angler, you have to, you have to overcome and you have to have the right mindset going into the next tournament um, and kind of take those looks and kind of move on from it, you know, um, which isn't always easy to do. And so for myself personally, I give myself a 24 hour rule give myself 24 hours to be pissed off, to mope, to cry, to do whatever it is I need to do to get over it. Um, and then after that, it's gone. You know, after that, it's lessons learned, um, take your giveaway or get your takeaways from it and move on from it. Um, so yeah, I have my next tournament coming up at Sam Rayburn um, at the end of next month. So hopefully, and, hopefully I'll get a better draw. Yeah. And, and, you know, so there's two things there. One, you can, can you can only control what you can control. And so the, the non-controllables, they might suck. They might ruin your day and all that. But there's nothing that you can do about it. And I like your rule, the 24-hour rule, like setting a time frame in, in which you sulk. Yeah. And, and you walk. In, in the South, we call it wallering in your misery. Yeah. You know, you waller in, in your sadness and your, your whatever, but then you get rid of it. And that's what I think a lot of people have a hard time doing. Secondly, be empathetic and understand that the boater you were with just had a $3,000 piece of equipment go out. Sure. And he's maybe been down there fishing for two or three days. And, you know, he's he's got a lot of money invested into that time. So there's two things on that as a non-boater be empathetic of your boater because it's not like he wanted that shit to happen to go home. But yeah. then on the other side, you have to be able to let, let it go as soon as you can let it go. And, and so, and I think, good. I think what's hard for me is had I been a boater in that situation, I would have made a different call. You know, I would have made a different decision and I wouldn't have got off the water at 9am. Like there's a lot of types of fishing that you can do without using a trolling motor. And his trolling motor still worked. He just had to turn, manually a big turn it left. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so, yeah. so we, we could have anchored down. We could have drift fish. We could have done a lot of different things um, to at least try, um, yeah. you know. And, and that was what was frustrating for me. I mean, it's his call at the end of the day. He's the boater. I'm not. I, again, it's not my equipment. It's not my boat. It's not my trolling motor that broke. I don't have to pay for it. Um, and maybe he was just pissed off. I don't know. But um, it is hard when you are there to compete to not even get the opportunity to really compete. And That's I mean, true. I drove I drove five, five hours to get to that tournament. And yeah, I drove we through an ice storm that. to get to that tournament. Yeah, you know? we, were talk 
we were talking about your upcoming tournaments and how far most of them are away. So you also have a lot of, of money invested and a lot of uh, emotion and, and all that. And, and, but that's fishing ship breaks. Uh, Sometimes you can't finish a tournament. That's fishing. It's how you come back, you know, and that's what we go. So it sounds like we got Christian back. Yes. Yay. I don't know. I hope that was comical with me trying to figure out what was going on just now. I saw well, y'all laughing, but I couldn't hear what the fuck y'all were saying. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. Well, don't worry, because as I told you before we went live, this shit ain't edited. So all the audio, all the video of me writing on my whiteboard to you like you're my five-year-old son with ADHD. All wow. that shit is for the world to see. All tens of twenties of our listeners are going to see that. That's what I'm talking about. Because I know that I was fucking <laughs> tripping out of me. <laughs> I don't even remember where we were. So so I, I think we cracked open beers. Uh, I think I missed that part, but I just cracked another one. So yeah. So, so Christian, tell tell us tell us your story, your fishing story. Being from Louisiana, I'm sure you came out the womb with a fishing pole and a and a bang stick and guns in your hand and all that. But tell us your fishing journey to that got you to where we are right now. All right, I I grew up. My dad's a big fisherman. He does the the inshore thing, uh, speckled trout, redfish, that type of stuff. And he's always been big on using plastics. So he likes to throw a popping cork with a plastic underneath. So that's how I grew up fishing. Um, my ex-wife and I lived in an apartment complex. And I got bored one day waiting to start a new job. And we had a little pond. And I went and bought a pack of worms. And uh, used one of my spinning rods and caught a couple bass in the pond. And I've been hooked on bass fishing <laughs> for the past seven years, eight years. Mm. And I'm just really, really getting into it now. I started fishing tournaments this year a little bit more. Got my boat going. Uh, Are you fishing local tournaments? Yeah, I'm just, I'm staying local this year. Uh, Hopefully next year I'll move up and start trying to fish maybe some opens and uh, some BFLs if I can. Depends on uh how my boat's running and everything like that i got an older boat but so, so you're you're in a, a motor powered boat that's yep. how you fish any kayak fishing or any self self-propelled or small boat stuff i've been kayak fishing twice and both times it was pretty miserable for me because i was in a little shitty kayak and i'm a relatively large guy <laughs> but uh <laughs> i'd like to try it again in a better kayak i suppose uh but yeah i'm a, I, I like the boat mm-hmm. i like having a troll motor and standing up and i know you can stand up in a kayak but i like being able to go 50 miles an hour too <laughs> <laughs> it is a good well, feeling you oh, yeah. only you only going as slow as you think you are that's why i tell people all the time too that's why i you know it I wear Crocs out. It doesn't matter if it's 10 degrees outside or 20 or 80. I I'm, wear Crocs, no socks, fishing all the time. And, oh, my God. How? And I, I step in the water to launch my kayak. You know, I'm ankle deep in the water to launch my kayak like this in the wintertime. It's going to be 28 degrees this Saturday. 
I'm gonna do it. People, oh my head. I'm like, Bo, it's only as cold as you think it is. Do you, you got gators where you are, Paul? No, not where I are. Just a little too far north and west. But I have been places where we have alligators, and I do it. Oh shit! Did we lose Christian again? Nope. No, I'm no, not. he's here. Okay, jeez. I, I, like, oh, <laughs> I had to turn my damn phone to vibrate now because I got the. I mean, oh okay. You were on with Damien uh, from Stretching Lines last week, right, or the week before? The week before, uh, yeah. Their group chat, the group chat for stretching lines is going fucking crazy right now. <laughs> so you're you. one of their pro staff? Yeah. They're stretching lines, right? Yeah. He and Damien makes some good shit, man. He I hope he he said he was gonna send you some uh some uh stick worms. Yeah, Yay. me and me and Damien have been talking so I want stick worms. We, we've got some, we've got some shit going on. Hey Damien, do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany needs some shit, shit for you for, for to catch yeah. some fish so you can sell some more shit. I'll do some. I'll do a stick bait review on it. Yeah, there we go. I ain't doing a stick bait review. If I catch a fish with it, I'll dangle it and say, "Hey, this is stretching lines." But you ain't gonna see me doing too many. <laughs> hey, last year I was doing a stick bait review with those third eye. Mm-hmm. You seen those third eye sticks? And I caught a five eight on it. No wow. <clears throat> Look, it's hard to be the stick bait. I'm telling you, that thing, and for me, that spawn post spawn time, I wear them I out. I power fish it. I, I, I wait it with it. I, I wait it in the head anyway. and power fish it. I hate that shit, but I throw it anyway. <laughs> That's my favorite way of, to fish, Texas rig. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah, see I, <laughs> I, don't, I will I I'll, I'll Texas rig stuff if if I need to, like if if I can't, but but I can get away with wacky rigging it, and then if I can't wacky rig it, but I Nico excuse me Nico rig it, I wait the head, so it's a Nico rig, and then if I get around a lay down or if I want to fish a brush pile, I'll take that that Nico rig off and I'll chicken rig it, so then mm. it's it's kind of that weightless wacky yeah. style stick bait style. And I'll fish it that way, but I power fish at Nico. I throw it. I cover a lot of water. I get 10 or so feet off the bank. I throw it to the bank. I lift it once. I lift it twice. And if there ain't no fish on there, I reel it in and throw it again. I mean, fish during hell, I power during fish. tournaments, I fish a Texas rig pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of casts and a lot of little twitch, twitch. Give it a second. No hits. Reel it in. So I do it on a pretty fast reel. I flip like that, but I like to. It, it, I, it's hard to put down a wand to bait anything. I like it. I throw chatter baits probably 90% of the time. But hey, you're in chatter bait territory, house. Oh, it's, it's, it's both are in chatter, chatter bait territory. I'm in, I'm, I'm in three to five foot of water 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I mean, I'm usually going down a channel in the middle of grass mats on both sides and then marsh grass. So it, it's pretty. They hit chatter baits, rattle traps, spinner baits, anything like that. They hit them year round. Hey, uh, quick question off topic. Do you know the Duck Dynasty guys? No. I've, I've, I've met them at like 
events before. Shows and shit. But I, I, I don't fucking know them, know them. I've seen how, them. How about any of the Swamp People people? The who? The Swamp People people. I actually, um, I actually did a little travel work with a, a local construction company. And I worked with one of the guys who was on there for like two seasons. Nice. They own um, they own a gator farm in uh, I think it's Ponchatoula or something like that, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Uh huh. And that's like I don't know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I I mean, being from Louisiana, I'm sure you got to get those two questions anytime you go outside the state of Louisiana. <laughs> You, th- get- you think everybody in Louisiana knows each other? Well, well, I mean, hell, I'm from the Carolinas. I expect everybody I meet from North or South Carolina to know to anybody else I know. And maybe it's because I'm from Texas, and Texas is big. Well, well damn, Texas, Texas, <laughs> Texas don't talk to people from other parts of Texas. Like y'all, y'all true. all kinds of segregated from from no. each other. No, New that Orleans is not. Is that is absolutely huge, not true. So. Number but, one, but y'all Texas are, y'all. is the most United States in the United States <laughs> because Look. Texans. We are Texans first. Yes, but y'all 100%. also. Big it don't matter state. if you're from Dallas. It don't matter if you're from Houston, San Antonio, Austin. Well, <laughs> it's a little different, but I, and awesome. I've lived. I've lived all over Texas. Yeah. But Texas is a big ass state. When you get yeah, Louisiana and like Carolina, are, are, we we way we way smaller than y'all are. Yeah. But I grew up in a small town, so I grew up knowing everybody and everybody else knowing everybody. And so my goal is to when I go somewhere is to meet everybody. I see. See, I grew up in San Antonio, so I grew up in a city. Yeah, I grew up in New Orleans. New Orleans is huge. Yeah. <laughs> My town, my town has seven hundred people in it, and only about two hundred actually lived in the town limits. We had to claim, we had, we had to claim a little bit. Of claim the unincorporated area. areas. That's right. Yeah, Matt B, South Carolina. Well, New Orleans, M, Little C, Big B, E. But you got like New Orleans, and then you got Metairie, River Ridge, where I live, and they're all suburbs. But it's not like mm-hmm. suburbs when you think about Texas suburbs. <laughs> Yeah, like right next it, to it ain't the Dallas. It ain't the Dallas suburbs. What no, we're they're like about. right next to each other. It's not like yeah. driving twenty minutes to get somewhere, uh, but it, it's like right there. <laughs> so, so it, in those areas, then, and you talk about you, you brought up the word suburbs, and uh, we hear about New Orleans, and we know about the cuisine, some of the finest cuisine in the world, and the crawfish and the gators and this and that. Yeah. What, what is what was your fishing like growing up? Were you were you coastal? And I know your dad said that he did a lot of, you know, intercoastal fishing, marsh fishing, but were you fishing local ponds? Were you fishing big lakes? Like what was your, your childhood and early adulthood fishing? We'd go launch, uh, in Delacroix, Louisiana, which is down the road a little ways towards the mouth of the river. Uh, I did that from the time I was old enough to get on the boat till I was probably 21 or so. And I actually guided for a little while uh, doing the inshore thing. And uh, I mean, that's just the way we fished. We could run from, I could run from Delacroix all the way to the mouth of the river if I, if I had to, 
chasing speckle trout. That's usually what we did. I was big on speckle trout. My dad's big on speckle trout. That's what we like to go at. Then we like to catch them on plastics. So mm. bass fishing kind of came naturally to me because it's so much of an artificial game. A lot of guys down here buy, you know, 100, 200 live shrimp, especially the guides, because they take a lot of out-of-towners fishing, and they just buy live shrimp, throw a cork out there, basically like a bobber mm-hmm. with a worm on it. You know, you sits out there, you wait for the cork to go down, and you set the hook. So I don't it's, like it's the cork, it's <laughs> cork with scrimps instead of worms. Yeah. And I, 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 I and bigger fish. <laughs> yeah. Tastier yeah. fish, too. Oh, a speckled trout is the most delicious thing ever. So do you do you fish a lot of brackish water now that, that you've gotten into bass fishing? That's pretty much all I fish. Even the tournaments that I go to, I, I run into redfish all the time when I'm bass fishing. I even catch some, some speckled trout every now and then. I caught a speckled trout on a chatterbait not that long ago, which yeah. is crazy as shit. <laughs> I have a good friend from Louisiana, and he's always telling me about how they go out and catch redfish on a popping frogs. Yeah, and I'm just I, like, that's got to be the biggest rush. <laughs> I, I'm bass fishing. I hate redfish because if I'm throwing a spinnerbait or a chatterbait, they fucking destroy it. <laughs> yeah, and then you got and there goes seventeen bucks when you're throwing a jackhammer. <laughs> oh man! Ooh, 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 ooh. I remember. There's there's a guy fishing on on the Elite Series. Pretty sure he's on. His name's Mama. I can nearly calls him. Mama said, "Oh, uh, what? Cliff, Cliff, what's his name? Cliff, Cliff. Crochet, Crochet, Cajun he baby. Switched, did he? He's Cascade. He switched. He switched over, didn't he? Is he MLF now? He's MLF. Yeah, he's been fishing okay. MLF lately. Yeah, yeah, he, but, he, yeah, he yeah. fishes okay, MLF. He's, he's from, actually one of the Cast King Pro Anglers. Yeah, oh, he's got a badass Cast King rod that I want to try. That's for rally. Yes, he does. I, yeah, but I, but, I want to do that shit." Yeah, but Ike and Ike Luke, uh, Ike Live Crew call him Mama Said. Yeah. He, okay. He's from he's from he's Western Cajun. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where the Cajuns are from. He's from like yeah. Pierre Port or something like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 That's Orleans, that's Cajun. definitely not an act. <laughs> no, that's that's how he talks. <laughs> All right. I met him before so, at the at the sportsman yeah. show and shit. He's a really cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. They love that. Well. Uh, yeah. They love that guy. So. All right. On on the fish, have you listened to Paddler's playbook? No. Okay, there there are Texas folks, but they do a lot of redfish, uh, trout, all that inshore yeah. stuff. That's, that's what they built the podcast off of. I had them on well, three or four episodes ago, but they also do a lot. They do some bass fishing, and one of the guys now is going into some bass fishing. And it'd be a good podcast for you to listen to because they're in your area. And y'all have a lot of similarities. You're bass fishing, you're doing the inshore fishing. So there's a lot of similarities there. And y'all probably aren't too far away. Well, I mean, they might be. Yeah, I I don't know exactly. But anyway. If they're, if they're doing inshore shit, they got to be right there around. Like, well, yeah. Galveston, Houston, Galveston. Yeah, I think, they're Houston. I think they're Houston. But check out check out uh, the Paddler's Playbook. It, it, it's a podcast that resonates with both of y'all in your areas. They do, uh, they do the kayak thing. Oh yeah, they're they're straight kayak guys. I, Look, I, these... I really want to get in. I really want to get in the one again. 
yeah. and try and experience it a little more because I just had shitty experiences in a shitty ass kayak. So <laughs> you you don't have to have a great kayak. You got to have a decent kayak, especially if you're a big boy. You got to have a decent kayak. And you need to, when you start off in it, you need to go with somebody that that has that has been doing it. Somebody that can help you out because kayak fishing can aggravate the ever-loving fuck out of you. <laughs> I mean... That's putting look, it gently. I'm good for that, too. If you couldn't uh, tell by the, the audio issues I was having earlier, I wasn't too fucking happy. Yeah. Your phone I'm started working after you threw it against the wall. So he can't see shit fun. on his screen right now, y'all, because it's cracked from him throwing against the wall. <laughs> but his camera and audio work perfect. <laughs> oh, so I'm actually looking into getting shit. a better kayak um, to try to get on some bigger water with a kayak. Because the little okay. kayak I have right now, it's good for it's good for fishing my ponds at mm-hmm. home. It's good for you know fishing little things, but mm-hmm. I couldn't take it where there was a boat that has any kind of wake. <laughs> yeah, I I'm just gonna get flooded pond. under. And it was like a an eleven foot pelican or something like that, but it was all <laughs> I felt like it was twelve inches wide. <laughs> and yeah, uh, those, those are tough. Those are tough. Yeah, it was it was not a pleasant two trips that I made, and I haven't done it since. So Christian, you you are here right now because you listened to some podcasts before, at least at least when you contacted me. It had been towards the end of last year. And after Alex's going away party, you 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 sent me a message and said, I'm gonna take a you know a page out of your book and ask you to be <laughs> on. I said, Hey man, that sounds great. Let me, I'm gonna throw you on the schedule. We got the working down, we got you on here. What what is it about what you're doing in fishing, your Instagram, your social media? Like what what is it? How does that tie into you want to be on a podcast? Or how does your social media tie into what you're doing fishing? Like what are you looking to what are you looking to get from from those aspects? I think what Paul's asking you is what are your goals with your social media? <laughs> Why? Why do you have to make it so simple, Tiffany? Why you got to make it so complicated? That was like a five minute question. I'm I'm an articulate motherfucker. I mean, can you not see how beautiful I am? It was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful question, Paul. (laughs) And he didn't understand shit until (laughs) Tiffany said, "What the fuck are your goals?" Uh, That's why. That's why I brought you on here to make shit simpler. Er. Yes. It, it works out good in your favor, for sure. And look, look, she hit that shit quick, too. I ain't even took a breath after my last word. She's like, what Paul said is. It's because I waited five minutes for you to finish. Whoa, whoa. Don't pick on me because I talk slow. That shit ain't nice. It wasn't me. about the slowness. It was about the voluminous amount of words. That Still was voluminous. I'm just kidding. We ain't got to do that shit because I can spell it. <laughs> I can spell really good, so y'all are drunk. Hey, Big Easy, an- answer All Tiffany's All right, Christian, tell us about mine. your social so, media. <laughs> um, this is a fucking hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I I haven't been in the Instagram thing very long. I just kind of jumped into it when I started fishing more, I, especially out of the boat. Um, I want to get into the to the tournament game more and just kind of put myself out there 
And that's, I, I mean, I you see everybody now with their Instagram and their YouTube. It, it's just the only way to get out there and get your name to potential sponsors. So I just kind of started doing it. And a buddy of mine who fishes tournaments was on, as you would call them, Jugs and Bugs. Who was uh, that? Uh, Charlie Sochier. He was on okay, there yeah. a while back. Yeah. I listened to them one time, heard about the Hooks at Hoodlums, got to looking at their stuff and loved it. And then I got to listening to y'all through them. And I figured I'd throw my name in the hat because, again, took a page out of your book and just said, hey, fuck, I'd like to co-host. <laughs> I got a lot of shit to talk about. Might as well. Which we are. We are representing Hook Set tonight. Everybody. All three of us. Yep. Hook Set. Is that how you do it? Paul? Is that the? Is that the? New, I don't know. That, is that I, the secret handshake? I don't know if I can do all yet? that. That was a lot of members. shit. <laughs> I only did that shit when Alex was here because I had I didn't have to worry about a fucking thing when Alex was co-hosting this motherfucker. And but now since I got to co-host it, I can't. Oh shit! Matter of fact, let's let's rewind a minute. Welcome to Bass and Brews Podcast, your <laughs> weekly distraction from high quality podcast content. All right, so now we can go back to the podcast. See, I've been yeah. forgetting. I, Nothing you know, like an Al- intro 35 minutes in. Look, y'all, Alex. Yeah, 30, 36, 37, you doing good. Yeah. Look, Alex has got a script, y'all. He's got shit on point. Me? Yes. Look, I'd be doing the intro halfway through the podcast because that shit's funny. That's why That's why you got to keep me on here every now and then. <laughs> we run the same way. I, like I said, fucking can't get my audio shit straight, whatever. <laughs> but that is, yeah, uh, uh, Tiffany brings up a good point where all Hookset Hoodlum members and pro staff and the pro staff term right now is kind of overwatered, but the Hookset, the Hookset guys are much different. It is really a place you can go in and, and and get feedback and talk to people and get get some oh, help yeah. and we're nationwide too. So you, if I'm going to fish in Louisiana, I can I can holler at a couple hookset guys here or te- Texas. You know, we got quite a few Texas folks, Tiffany and Carlos. So I mean, it, it is really a good family. It's a, just a different vibe than your typical pro staff. Yeah, and that offer is still open to all the hookset guys. Anybody. Girls, females, anglers, as you like to say. That's Paul. right. You've been uh, listening. If Fisher. anybody's ever, if anybody's <laughs> ever down in the New Orleans area, just hit me up. I'm in. I got a spot in the boat for anybody. So, Christian, I, uh, I love food. I love authentic <laughs> food. Me too. Tell us, tell us about, tell us about the cuisine or the food are you cooking authentic food or are you just cooking regular old damn regular old food uh me personally i'm just cooking regular old food what the f- i'm yeah, disappointed but his right idea now. of regular old food may not be your idea of regular food paul uh, well i mean i can cook i just i got a mama like you made gumbo <laughs> i just said i got a mama <laughs> <laughs> and she lives like four minutes away from my house so my wife and I you. never go hungry. My fiance, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, if she if y'all engage just close enough, can you cook squirrel perlo? Absolutely not. 
Oh Lord, you, you, you. gumbo? Can you at least cook? Gumbo? Oh yeah, I got that. Okay, I don't right. do it very often, but I can. I've never eaten a squirrel good. in my life. I, Are you serious? We eat everything. Tiffany, how you not eat a squirrel? Because I never ate a squirrel. Well, I mean, sh- all right. Do, I mean, you I, got, I've I know eaten a lot lots of, of things, but not squirrel. squirrel. I've do eaten you ha- deer and quail and alligator and all kinds of things, but not Do squirrel. you have something in your house that shoots a projectile, a bow, a crossbow, oh. a gun, a BB well, gun? Sure. I live in Texas. <laughs> okay. I had to make sure. Go, yeah. look, of course, I, I own a gun. Of, of if, course, I if, have a slingshot with BBs. So, things. all right. If you don't I'm have not, a I'm bird feeder. I'm not killing and gutting a squirrel. No. You're missing out on a delicacy. That's okay. all I got to say. I'll, I'll, trust, I'll trust you on this. I'll Y'all tell you what. No. I, well, no, because we ain't got That's them down rat. here, but I'd eat the hell out of it. Yeah, well, damn, what the hell's a squirrel, Tiffany? It's They're a, like it's a, a giant little old rat. rat. Yes, yeah, so exactly. That's why I'm not eating. I'm not eating rodents. Oh it's a shit! Fucking rat with a fluffy tail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's true. Ha, have y'all ever ate beaver? No, no. That's. I mean, we I do eat, have I we do have beaver out at our ranch. Like we get, we see them. That if you take a beaver and clean it, skin it out, all that good stuff, gut it, take out the the glands and the legs. And you barbecue, you put that shit on a barbecue, and by barbecue, I mean smoking it. It is one of the most delicious dark meat pulled meats you will ever eat. It is so good. <laughs> delicious. I I just have never like woke up and be like, you know what I really want today is some beaver. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm going to leave that to your <laughs> bro. You asked me to fill in so for Coley. I'm filling in for Coley. Coley right now would be snorting and she'd oh, be as red. I can't even have anything as red as she would be right now. I know. And I can say it with a straight face. Bro, that was the... F- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. I'm like, we'll, like, get back on, we'll get back on track now. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey Tiffany, I I wanted to do this earlier and I completely forgot, so let's do it now. You've got some big sponsors that you're working with this year that are, are fairly new here in the last month or two. Tell us about those. Yeah, so of course, um, you know, I'm with Casting and this year I actually joined their pro team. So I moved from the brand ambassador that brand ambassador side over to their pro team side. Um, and Stanley Jiggs was another really big one, um, that I signed with. So really excited about that partnership. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I had one, um, other lore sponsor, Hawkeye Lures. They've sponsored me for the last year. Um, and they are kind of a smaller mom and pop. Um, it's actually a father and son, uh, who do these hand-tied jigs, really, really great products. Um, but with Stanley Jiggs that kind of expanded, you know, to a lot of other, other types of lures. They do soft plastics. They do spinner baits. They do, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. So um, that was a big, a big one for me. And I, I'm really excited to represent them and they're a Texas based company. So for me, that's a big deal. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And then of course, hook set. 
Hey, the hook set. Yeah. And, and with hook set, I mean, it, it's not so much a sponsorship to me as it is being part of a team, being part of a family, having a network of people, you know, to talk yeah. about fishing, to come on shows like this, to bullshit with you guys. And I like that. So that was my best. You just meet people from all over. I mean, up, most of them guys are up north. I just thought it was a cool thing. You know, they had their own shit going on. The the one with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Nye was fucking hilarious. Well, like Coley and Brandon, you know, like those are yeah. some of my really good friends. They're they're yep. awesome people. I mean, Coley's, Coley's in the West Coast that we've never met, but I mean, we're like, Separated at birth, you know, like. Yeah. But aren't y'all getting together this year? Didn't y'all have something planned this year? Yeah, she's gonna come down. Um, she was hoping to come for spawn. I don't know if she's gonna make it or not, but she'll probably come by May, um, and we're gonna fish. So. What? Which will be when, it? It may still be spawn. It'll be a little late here for that. Yeah. But. What's a spawn for y'all? <clears throat> Ours usually starts. I actually, before that cold snap hit, I caught a bass off a of bed like a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I just, but but I, then that cold, cold snap hit and it kind of drew them back. Um, so I, I think I think starting, you know, early March, we'll probably have a, a good spawn starting already. Yeah, I got a lot of beds where I'm at, but they've been moved off a little bit. Yeah. Just we had what two cold fronts come through. I mean, yeah. cold fronts right after you. <laughs> and that was the thing. Like I kept seeing beds, but then there were no bass on them. So yeah, after I, the cold snap, I threw it a couple. Uh, was it yesterday after work? I guess. And there, I, I didn't get anything coming around. I caught. And I actually at one of my ponds. Um, I went and looked, and where the bass beds were, there were bluegill already making beds on the bass beds. No, <laughs> the weather's been fucking crazy, though. Yeah, it's like today it's like, here, it was like 70 degrees. It, was, it was 70 today, pretty much. Like, I had a sweatshirt on when I went to work this morning, and then by the time I, you know, 10 o'clock rolled around, I was sweating my ass off at work. Yep, same here, same here. What's up, Paul? Oh, nothing. What? I just had to go take a quick little tinkle break. When um, does your spawn start? Um, <clears throat> We'll have the bigger fish in the shallower lake. So, like, if you get down to South Carolina, Santee, for instance, it's a shallower lake. Those bigger fish will start to move up uh, in people. That water temperature starts to hit 50 degrees and up. They'll mm-hmm. start moving up to try to spawn. Our big spawn time is going to be like mid to end March and April. Uh, obviously, weather dependent, cold fronts, all that good stuff. But yeah, once we once we start getting a little bit longer days, earlier mornings, longer longer afternoons, the temps are they pay, they pay more attention to that than they do the water temperature. I think. Yeah, and and I, I think that's a as I long think, as it's not crazy. With yeah. the water temperatures, I, I think like we've had fucking crazy wild temperatures. But I I worked on a fish hatchery my senior year of high school as a class. If that tells you how country I grew up, yeah, no shit. My first my Wish first two periods, my first two periods of my senior year <laughs> of high school working on fish hatchery. 
So all I can think of is like Napoleon Dynamite and you're like out there drinking it. <laughs> Look, in high school, I was not nearly as cool as Napoleon Dynamite. If I was that oh, cool, Lord. oh Lord, it'd have been on, man. I'd had I'd had every woman in a in hundred square miles around me on there. <laughs> but so so a lot of it is that is that time of day. Now water temperature plays a part because they understand how yeah. the eggs incubate and all that. But it's, it's time of day is a big thing. <clears throat> a lot of people miss the aspect of of the water levels. So when we were at the fish hatchery and we had a we had the the pond with all the females in it, <clears throat> that if it was warm, they would want to start spawning. So they start fanning beds. So when they start fanning beds, if we weren't ready for them to to lay the eggs to do all the spawning and rear the brood, we dropped the water. They dropped the water like mm-hmm. three to five feet. And so they uh-huh. dropped that water, and what would happen is the fish would Obviously, obviously, this is a, a little pond too, right? Yeah. I mean, this is, but they would all have to slide out. And so what that would do is that would, I guess the best way to explain it is, and I ain't no fish biologist, y'all. So <laughs> I'm going to explain this as country as I can explain it. Abolish it would reset their clock onto what they needed to do. So when they would start fanning beds, we dropped the water and they would move out. And it would be like three, five days before they start fanning beds again. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a water level thing. When you when that water drops, those fish, the, like they go into survival mode because yeah. they understand they understand a lot more than we think they understand. But um, embedding, yes, this time of day is a big part of when they start moving. Water temps mean a lot, but they also, I mean, let's be real. <clears throat> You, your bigger fish are going to spawn deeper. Typically, they're going to spawn deeper uh-huh. than your average fish, and they're going to spawn earlier because yep. they're getting the best spots. They're also getting the spots that that aren't as um, easily preyed upon. You know, they're just better spots, and that's typically how it goes. It's not to say that you can't catch a twelve pounder uh, at the end of spawn, but in general, because they all move in waves. Yeah, and yeah. they don't big all fish, come up. Yeah, and big fish don't yeah. get big from getting caught. Right, they they don't right. get they don't get big from getting eaten. Yeah, big fish can get caught all day long, but they don't get big from getting eaten from birds or alligators or other fish or. Well, we're from know. Louisiana, so our biggest thing is anglers. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, the bucket, the bucket eats warriors, everything and eats everything down so, here. So from the spawn, from the spawn, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot more that goes into fishing. But in general, ours are going to typically, like that sweet spot where you can just wear their ass out because you got some in pre-spawn, some in spawn, and some in post-spawn. So you can hit all three stages. And that's when the bank, that's when the the anglers that beat the bank from a boat or a kayak Uh really excel is during that time because the majority of fish in the lake are within that five to less foot of water, and they're easily more easily catchable. So um, that's what and I. That's going to be that's going to be that sad. that's going to be that mid March to end April time frame. Yeah, we, six we usually we usually get them like in the ponds that I fish from the bank, 
I mean, that's end of January, beginning of February most of the time. Mm. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. And then as far as the inshore stuff, I mean, we were, me and Tiffany were just talking while you were taking your tinkle break. Uh, I got my headphones in so I can hear everything you're saying. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, but my I'm microphone's talking. here, so you don't hear me go tinkle. I got them on the, uh, I got them on the beds now, but they've kind of moved off. And uh, I don't really bed fish too much mm-hmm. in my boat because the water's usually way too dirty down here to actually see a fish, even in like six inches of water. <laughs> so hence yeah, why well- I go with the chatterbait most of the time. They'll bite a chatterbait when they're on a bed. Especially if you drop it down in there. Yeah, we have we have a few lakes here that are super super crystal clear, um, and so it's really fun to bedfish because I mean you can literally see them all the way down. Well, yeah, a lot, can... of the, a lot of the ponds I fish are like two to three foot deep tops, and oh, well. they're kind of drainage situations. Yeah. Out, yeah, so they're they they have really clear water, rainwater, shit like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, I mean, Paul was talking about low water. It's so bad down here that most of the spots that I fish in the summertime are straight up dry right now. A lot of the bayous going back off the the main canals and stuff, they're dry. They're dry now? Yeah. We're finally starting to get a little bit water back as we start getting those south winds coming in. Because we've been getting the the cold fronts coming down from the north, but we're starting to just get south winds coming in a little bit more, so we're getting a little bit of water back. But my shit's been dry. <laughs> so, so your rainy season is going to be because my rainy season here in the Carolinas, the East Coast, the rainy season is going to be that November to February time frame. That's well, where we're going to typically get the most of our rain. With, Minus hurricanes. Yeah. So is your rainy season going to be more in that in that late summer fall time? Yeah, we get most of our our water usually comes up from the middle of summer, going through about the middle of fall, wow. and then it starts dropping. And once we're lucky if we dropping, get rain in the summer. <laughs> I mean, it's it's New Orleans. Like not even kidding. It's New Orleans, so it rains like every other day. Yeah. T- Tiffany's being for real. We lucky yeah. we get some. Da- we we lucky if we get a dribble during yeah. the summer. It'll be humid as hell, but we we won't get any rain. Well, that's <laughs> the problem in the summer. It'll rain for like fifteen minutes, and then it'll be a hundred and. Two five yeah. degrees outside. And just sticky. Humidity is yeah. like 137% down here. <laughs> so we 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 don't have quite we don't have quite where he is kind of but yes, yeah, same thing here. You'll have a thunderstorm roll through, it'll rain, and then the sun pops out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. You're like <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> You're like, damn, a fish could live out if I if I took this fish and threw it in the back of my boat when I got home. That bitch could still swim away. Shit. And that's I'm being facetious, but yeah. With the heat and with the cold. And I think that's what like a lot of people don't get. Like they're like, oh, these southerners complaining about it's cold and it's only 30 degrees out. But it's it's humid here. So when it's cold, that air is like ice. Like it's not a dry 
cold like it is like in Alaska or wherever. Like it is, it is bitter, icy cold because you've got humidity in the air. Like it's just different, and we I've have no a... we have no time to acclimate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like eighty degrees one day and twenty <laughs> degrees the next day. I've got a good story about this. So, uh, my first year of wildland firefighting, we're in South Carolina, and we had a couple guys from from Minnesota come down. This is January in South Carolina, so not 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 terribly cold, but we we come in one day. And my buddy from Minnesota, we come into the bunkhouse, and it was one of these, it wasn't rainy, but it was overcast, very, very humid, very wet, and it was like 40 degrees. Nothing, nothing bad. And so we come in, and he's in his hoodie, and look, his name's Derek Odegaard. We called him Roder Hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good buddy, my Mary married a great friend of mine from Mackey, South Carolina, Amanda. They have a wonderful family. But Roderhard is sitting in the bunkhouse like two weeks. He's been down here two weeks. He's sitting in the bunkhouse. He's a big boy. He's like, I don't know, 280, 6'3. And he's got his hoodie on. He's got his arms bundled up. I mean, he looks like he looks like a child. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? You just came from Minnesota. He goes, and this is going to be a terrible Minnesota accent. He goes, I don't know, man. It's just like my bones. They're just like my bones are cold. And yeah. so, and so That's it, how was it, that, it was 40 degrees, and it was just that wet cold that you couldn't you couldn't get out of. It just yep. it, it seeps into your soul. I work, I work in, I'm a diesel mechanic. So I work in a shop, but when you got the doors open and it's 32 degrees outside and the wind's blowing a little bit, it's <laughs> fucking miserable. <laughs> well, cheers to you. I grew up in a mechanic shop. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. My, my right. daddy ran a shop for 40 years. Nice. I work, at, I work at a dealership, so I got it made. Oh, yeah. yeah you're like, Kush. <laughs> Those push dealership jobs. Trust me, it's it's not that good. <laughs> no, my, yeah, my dad he did general automotive stuff, but yeah, he was a master mechanic for for over yeah, forty years. Ran his own shop. I, I nice. got I got the big shit that I I just got finished changing the transmission in a Mac garbage truck, which was a blast. By the way, garbage trucks are awesome. Especially when you live in New Orleans. <laughs> there we go. Well, real quick, I want to holler out a Bass and Brews listener who makes baits, not for sale, just because he likes to make them. He pretty much makes them for himself. Sam Man, the Fisherman, <laughs> on the Instagram. That's an Boy, that's a that that's a lot of ams. And Sam Man, the Fisherman, on the I'm Instagram. Dr. Seuss. But this, and it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to see. I'm gonna do it like Frankie would say. So this is like one of the best oh shit, wrong way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's hard to see. Maybe for y'all it's not because I'm colorblind as fuck. No, I can see it. I can see but it. But this is this is the bass and bruise fluke style bait. We got the blue, the the reddish pink, and the yellow in here. I can't wait. I've been holding on to these things because I wanted to fish them to catch a fish before I holler at anything. Did but he just say blue? 
You really Bitch, are. You don't see blind. that blue stripe? You don't see that blue stripe in there? Oh, now I do. Okay. Shut okay, up. Okay. Okay. I thought shit. you were saying the the yellow the like chartreuse color was blue. I was like, damn, motherfucker, you really are colorblind. <laughs> that does look good though. I like that tail. Oh, he there, there's that does look split, nice. There's a split tail in there too that I didn't pull out because I got these soak. I got these soaking in my um in my um. Power bait, my Maxent bag. I got Very these nice. sitting in there, so I just grabbed it. And but yeah, I, I like it. I think it's I think it's going to be great on the back of the spinner bait when yeah. I want to burn that spinner bait at the top of the water. It's good. This is going to make it rise up and be able to do that. Um, I I want. I'm gonna. Are they you know, Are they floating? Shit, I don't know. Probably. I mean, they're they're pretty light, pretty buoyant. So yeah, it looks like they got a good tail on them. He yeah. also he also sent me some bass and brews trick worms. They're more like max trick worms, and they're hard to see in this bag. I know, <laughs> but I've got these soaking in another buddy of mine, the bass juice. <laughs> so, bass juice. so being Hispanic, that looks like that looks like um like we put like chili on our cucumbers <laughs> with like chamoy. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Look, let me tell you something about it this. It looks like I would juice. eat that. Well, I I will tell you what. If you like garlic and the taste of fish, you would love this this bass juice. It it I'm I'm excited to see. see I've been soaking. So these these remind me of uh, some floating worms back in the All day. Right. Like used to people like, and I still do. Especially in the spring, take a trick worm and put it te- do it Texas rig on like a a one alt hook, mm-hmm. like and, weightless, and you, you weightless, and you can fish it. It fishes right there, top water almost. You fish mm-hmm. it through grass; mm-hmm. it's great, and it has a good action. So anyway, that's what I'm going to fish. Is it? But I'm I'm I've got it. I've got this soaking in the bass juice, which is another local buddy. And it also part of the Slay Nation with Frankie, the head cheese provolone for Slay Nation, but the bash juice. Check it out. It's it's, it's pretty good, cool stuff. Um, he's a local guy. He's had some health problems here recently, and uh, he's trying to get back to fishing, but he's still making his bass juice. Check him out. All right, Sam, Sam, man, the fisherman. This is I'm so excited about this shit right here. I'm not. A, mm. I, I haven't gotten to the big swim bait stuff this is a damn nine inch swim bait that he poured for me this is an 11 alt tail spin nice or or, or belly spin hook underspin yeah underspin look i'm so i fished it before it's just it's just too cold this it needs how much does that thing weigh you you know what you could you can slow roll that on the bottom like, don't put it on an underspin. Just put it on an underbelly hook and uh, just I, slow roll it down the bottom. I thought about that, but where I'm fishing, to, to hit the bottom, it'd be 20 to 25 feet where we're catching those fish. Uh, yeah. It would take way too fucking long. <laughs> it, because I'm it like, doesn't yeah, sink. that's what you need to do. I know. It doesn't sink fast enough. Look, uh, But you, that's why I'm, you need to get a, get a belly weight. It's got a belly weight. Yeah, but know, that's but, a little bitty. But belly. it's got the underspin. <laughs> like you just need like a belly weighted hook, and then you can let it sink. 
And then you just slow roll that, and that'll get hammered. Let me tell y'all something. I suck at winterfish. You don't know why? Because I'm an impatient motherfucker. No shit. I don't have time for my shit to hit the bottom. I don't time. I don't have time to slow roll it. I suck at winter fishing. I can be sitting beside people catching fish all day long, and I want to do something different because I'm a hard-headed asshole. I'm going to learn one day, but when it start costing me money, I'll learn. Until then, I'm going to fish a spinnerbait the way I want to fish it in the middle of winter with 45-degree water temps. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm going to throw a so, bait regardless, so I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> But yeah, and I'm say, gonna throw I'm gonna throw a Texas rig Senko. There you go. There you go. There you go. But Sam Sam Dan the the fisherman he don't sell these he just makes baits. But I'm I'm awesome, awesomely grateful and super appreciative. He sent me this stuff for free. Thank you so much. I can't wait to catch some damn fish on them. I'm super grateful for it. Thank you. Uh, you know that that's my plug for Sam Dan the damn fisherman. And y'all go follow him at least because he does post a lot of the the baits that he makes. Uh, he he posts pictures of them and and they're really nice. I mean, I know a lot of people making baits, but anyway, thank thanks Sam. I really appreciate it, brother. You the man. All right, all right. We're gonna start wrapping this up here yep. real close. That's what I was about to say. So so let's let's start here, Christian. Closing arguments. Because we're, we're taking we're taking the Tiffany since she's the attorney closing arguments for Bass and Brews Fishing Podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you put if me you on the spot here. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, you're our guest. I mean, hell yeah, I'll put you on the spot. That's what our whole. But, but what he's what is he supposed to be arguing about? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You got to give that, him a, that, like a that. topic. That it was awesome. I mean, there we go. I love it. I feel like that's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, Tiffany, let's start the shotgun round right here, right now. Tiffany is going to lead us off. All right, Christian. So I know you've seen this podcast before. Yep. And I'm so you may it. be familiar with some of these questions, <laughs> but I need you to answer whatever comes to the top of your head first. Don't think about it. Uh-huh. Give us an answer. So the first. Very, very important question, and we'll see which team you're on. Crocs or flip-flops? Crocs. Hey-o! Y'all are going to hate me, but I don't even own a pair of Crocs. Oh, fuck. You know I did what? have my, I do have my nice little Sperry shoes that I showed you last time. That's some of the... No, no, hold on. <laughs> Those are my going out shoes when the old no, lady no, 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 no. can't work. Hey, Christian. Why, Look, Christian, why Tiffany got the Oompa Loompa chair? I they're know, like I've seen those before. Oh, they, they don't breathe. They, look like they don't breathe, though. Look, what do you mean they look, don't breathe? They don't. They don't breathe like this right here. Um, yeah, they got holes. Look, look how much better that looks. It's like I don't look. I need functionality. If I, I got need old school Crocs, you got like the all terrains. I got the fucking regular. What are you yeah. talking about? My fu- these are neutered. They ain't even got the four wheel drive no more. Anyway, oh, what, oh yeah. I, See, I actually wear Tevas on the boat. When you put so the I, don't wear, I don't wear Crocs or Sperry's fucking kids or never knew what I was talking about when I told them put that bitch in four wheel drive. <laughs> my dog, my dog, my dog thought that the four wheel drive wasn't gonna be useful, 
but his ass ain't hauling up a 180 pound Hobie up the fucking ramp in the summertime <laughs> with wet feet. And when you, your feet slide out your crocs and everybody behind you is like, man, you need help pulling that kayak up the ramp. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't need your damn help. Go over there, choose some tobacco. All right, All right next question. <laughs> I think I already know the answer to this one without asking it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Oh. I had pineapple on my pizza last night. You surprised oh. me. I thought it was going to be a hell no. Hell, oh, no. that's I what had, I thought, I had, Tiffany. Yeah. I had Hawaiian pizza last night from fucking Papa John's. Look at that. It's right delicious. after Coley's heart. All right. I swear <laughs> to God, I, 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 figured, I figured we were getting a fuck no. Yeah, oh, I thought so too. Really? Yeah, because oh, it's not I a very it. southern I, thing. I, I, look, like I I, love most Hawaiian southerners don't pizza, eat pineapple on pizza. Look, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Christian. I, I, I don't know you. I don't know you really good, but I know you. I, I'm. I, I don't think you real. You real Louisiana. I don't think you're real. I think you're a fucking <laughs> imposter. Yeah. You just came down like, there. Like you should have been like, hell no, we want some crawfish on our pizza. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's different. I can make you a seafood pizza and it'd be. Hey, totally hey, different than. Hey, 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 Christian, do you know stale cracker? What you said? Do you know stale, stale cracker? cracker? Uh uh-uh. uh. Why I the fuck did we happened. bring you on this podcast? You don't know nobody famous except for me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, we're moving on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, you- you're famous too. Would you would you rather spend more on a rod or a reel? Rod. What what's the most expensive rod you've got? Uh well I just bought a Dobbins Fredrum Banish rod. So that's what? Two fifty. Big money. Was that a rude bought, question? That might have been rude of me to ask. I'm, probably I ask that. I'm like, whoa, how whoa, much whoa. have you spent? <laughs> whoa, whoa, Tiffany, this is Bass and Brews. Ain't no such thing as a rude fucking question or a rude answer. He could have said, fuck you, and that would not have been rude. The question okay. that you asked him was not rude because this is Bass and Brews. Well, I right. try to stay I try to stay under like 150 bucks most of the time. So does your fiance know that you just bought a $389 rod? Absolutely not. She doesn't now. <laughs> she does now, though. <laughs> look, look, if your fiance listened to this podcast, she deserves to know at this point. Because, because if she made it, if she made it, first of all, if she's listened to any previous podcast all the way up to this one and made it this far, she 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 is a baller. She, she well, definitely has because I kind of just put them on in the living room while she's sitting there and she don't have a fucking choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Next. In a three-hour fishing session, which would you rather? Five two-pound bass or one seven-pound bass? All right. This is the one that I cannot answer straight up. No, you oh, got to. You got to choose one. So, there's, there's one no, answer. There's yeah. no in between. All right, there's no, five, well, if I was five in this situation. Okay, five twos. Five, five twos. Okay. Five twos. 
Look, look, as as my buddy Drew said when we started this <laughs> with, with the Paddler's playbook, he's like, oh, Lord, does it, did we need to answer? Can we go in? Because Chris can't just answer questions. <laughs> I had that podcast ending at like an hour and 35 minutes. My but thing when we is, started this round, when we started this round, Drew picked on Chris about his long – but Drew was the one hauling this shit off to two hours <laughs> and 15 minutes. My my thing is, I just got into the tournament thing, and I'm still really getting used to it. So three hours is a different situation. I mean, if it's a night tournament, oh yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take five twos all day. But if I'm well, fishing here, all day, I, right, right, I right, take right. a seven and then maybe catch them later. I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I would take a seven, so, no matter what so, the circumstance. Yes, if I. If I could choose, I would take a seven. So it, just, even if it means me, you I'm know, ten pounds versus seven pounds, I would still take the seven. Look, this is this is what it is. This is what it is. Tiffany said it exactly. Regardless, if I'm fishing, tournament, not tournament, catching a fucking seven pounder is a big deal for the majority of people. This some of you, some of you people can catch a seven pounder every time you go out. Not everybody, the majority of people catching a seven pounder is a, a PB. Catching a seven pounder is a fish of a lifetime. Yeah. We ain't talking about tournament. It's just in general when you go fishing. Because if I go fishing and catch a fucking seven pounder in a tournament, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy that day. Even if yeah. I that's the only fish I catch. I, I mean you see I'm Randy Howell. Yeah. yeah, catch that twelve well, catch that ten pounder yeah. and then after the ten pounder. Yeah. Okay, hey, hey, Louisiana. and that 1214 on yeah. a Texas rig Senko. Yeah. Was and it really? He gets in the boat, he's yep. like, wow, this was, fish was, is really big. He was fishing, <laughs> was a big fish. He was fishing <laughs> a black and blue Texas rig Yamamoto Senko. No shit. Yep. Justified everything I ever lived for. Right in that moment. <laughs> that is like my favorite bait <laughs> Texas rig. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, that's all right. Which uh, brings us to our next question. Nice segue. Okay. Wacky rig or a Texas rig? Texas rig. Me too. He's a wacky dude. I don't. He's a wackadoodle. Wacky rig seems way too slow for me, and I don't own it. I don't (laughs) have a spinning rod on the boat. I ain't wacky rigging a goddamn thing. That bitch is getting Nico rigged. These are Alex's questions. <laughs> All right. I guess we could change it to wacky Texas or Nico rigged. Anyways, next question. Ready? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I know what your answer is this, but the pineapple thing threw me now. Slow oh, jams or hype music? Hype music. All right. Yeah. Does anybody say slow jams? Oh, Has man. anyone ever answered slow jams? I, by, by this time in the podcast, I've drank so much. <laughs> I, I give them a hard time by every question, but I can't remember what the fuck they said. But I do know we've had quite a few people say slow jams. Yeah. Gotta go hype. Yeah. I mean, look, I want to tear some shit up. I want to fuck something or someone yeah. up. Pants Good thing you added that up on the to way there. that. <laughs> All right, your turn, Paul. Oh, shit, it's me. All right. Now, 
I think I know, as, as Tiffany said, I think I know the answer to this question. But I might be surprised. Are you eating largemouth bass? Absolutely. My only man. Certain, only certain ones. Well, Do you eat anything over three pounds? No, absolutely not. Oh, hell Thank no. I ain't, I 't keeping up four, 14 I don't inches. Any, I don't I've keep seen anything it, over two As pounds. a pond fisherman, I see it happen all the time. I see people taking oh, big old bass out of my pond. I live in Louisiana. We keep People keep everything <laughs> down here. <laughs> look, look, if Girl, it's alive. Beavers. It's a... <laughs> 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 hey, just to clarify, just to clarify, she means the beavers that swim in the water. Yeah, the ones yeah. that make dams. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that Those damn beavers. <laughs> Those damn, damn be- beaver builders. No, I, I'll eat like 10 to 12, 13 inches. Yeah. I'll eat those. My, my those limit's the ones 14. that taste good. My limit's 14. I'll keep eating. If, if I want to catch a mess of fish or a, a, you know, a legal limit, um, I'm, I'm not keeping anything over 14. Yeah. You, Unless, you got, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just. How many can y'all keep? Uh, Well, on public waters, it's five here. Mm. But on five private and- waters. We jam- five and ours have to be fourteen to keep them. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know what our krill limit is, but on private waters, you can keep whatever the fuck you want, and as long as you don't get caught, you can keep whatever the fuck you want too. So, oh, well, that's how. See, that's the problem in fucking Louisiana. Everybody thinks if you don't get caught, you can keep whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also Louisiana. So if that if it's breathing, then yeah, it's if it's edible. breathing, fucking eat it, kill it. <laughs> But no, we can keep, we're supposed to keep 10 any size. Wow. Purpers. So I usually got somebody else on my boat. Unless so that big. tells you how many bass y'all have. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, of there's a fuck ton of 10 to 12 inches. Everywhere. There's real quick, there's been a study done. I cannot name it off the top of my head, whatever. There's a study done about keeping fish versus throwing fish back. And the, the ponds where they kept the fish, and pulled them out and ate them or whatever. You know, they pulled them out of that livelihood. Those fish were easier to catch than the ponds where they caught and released. Well, and yeah, the size, the, the, the size of the shit. fish, the size of the fish in, in the growth and all that, like, you know, the size in general, didn't did not change. But the behavior of the fish changed. Well, and I mean, there is a lot of pond management and I mean, yes. pond management, we could like, talk about that shit all day. And yes. culling out 100%. fish. So the big ones grow bigger yep. and all of that, you know. And that's what, that's what I try to do. I mean, even though I got the whole fucking Delta, it's not like <laughs> me keeping a couple of fish is going to make a difference. But I feel like if you keep those smaller fish that are in that, mm-hmm. you know, growing stage, you weed out yeah. those fish right there. And you don't take the big ones that are still making babies or the big ones that have that potential to get big, big. Well, and those, and those little like feisty down. ones, they're eating everything, you know, like they're it's, just yeah. attacking anything that's in front of them. And so those bigger ones, yeah. you know, it gives them more food if you pull out well, a few just, of those smaller ones. We're just starting to get really big fish down here in the, the Delta itself. 
Like, we've never had, like, if you go back and look at the tournaments, which there haven't been a lot down here lately because of the whole people getting shot water. at thing. Yeah, the, the, the water rights situation that's going on down there. Yeah, that's going to keep some bolt, professional dude, fishing from, coming down. Yeah, y'all y'all going to have, they, y'all going to miss out on some money from pro fishing down there. With don't that. get me fucking started on yeah. that. That's a whole different podcast. The same thing as pond management. But I want to have a podcast that I'm looking for people because yeah. that's a huge topic to talk and, about. And I'm a huge supporter of the the other way. Put it that mm-hmm. way. Like, it, it's some bullshit. All but right. we're finally starting to get big fish in the marsh. Mm. Because if people do what they're supposed to do, we're going to get bigger fish. Mm-hmm. And the more people put back that three pounder or that four pounder that they catch in the marsh, and keep the twelve the more, the more we're gonna get that occasional yeah. seven or that eight that we that that has been caught where I fish. I'll tell you right now, like Texas, it's on fire. I, I, I mean, Texas has done a really great job of growing big bass, and mm-hmm. it is it is kind of insane over the last you know two three years looking at the bass that yep. are pulled out like not just during spawn not just during you know really pre-spawn but like gambit. through winter yeah. through fall yep. through summer like i mean people are pulling 15 pounders 14 pounders left and right and i, I mean what, it's just insane down here just like we i feel like they just had a big deal with the speckle trout limit as a former guide my dad will probably kill me because he's in the other room. But uh, I feel like the 25 fish the, limit. This would be the greatest thing ever on Bass and Bruce podcast if your dad started throwing shit at you right now. His dad marches came, it, and came and came and like cold cocked him flying through the air he, in the face with the an elbow and beat his ass. This would be the greatest shit ever. I swear to you. Oh my God! I please, 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 Mama said, Dad, please come whoop your son's ass. No, all right, the, Paul. We got one question good. left. Last we got question. one question left. All right, one question left. One question left. This is the most important question of the Bass and Brews podcast ever. Out of everything we've talked about, you oh, know, fuck your life story, fuck eating beaver. This is the most <laughs> important question, and beaver could be a part of this answer. Oh, fuck. As anglers, we love sandwiches. Fat, skinny, everybody that fishes likes to take a sandwich. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Oh, shit. Uh, number one, which I'm sure is far off everyone else's list, is tuna fish. Mm. Uh Number two would probably be roast beef. Okay. And I guess number three, I'd go with ham. Ham and turkey would be a, a close tie on that third place, but I go with ham first. Tuna I, fish, I'm sure it throws everybody off, but I fucking love it. Hey, like, mine was egg salad, so it's a long <laughs> oh, okay, cool. tuna fish like, line. Yeah, tuna, tuna salad. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Those so both of those are very – we don't hear those a lot. And I can't remember everything. Like somebody said steak or something. I got – then somebody sent me a mad message that they said steak when I said, oh, that's the first time we've had it. So I don't know if tuna fish is the first time we've had it, but that is a good answer. 
that I don't remember, but I also don't remember shit from like five minutes ago. So we're going to leave I'm it at saying, that. But, but yeah, those are, those are, those are good safe. You didn't say cheese and you didn't say fucking spinach. So well, the, you were supposed to let that go. Said proteins. Oh, you were Tiffany, supposed to let please. that go. I didn't say his name this time. Let it go. I, I didn't Let call him go. out. Let it go. We're not talking about it anymore. Let it go. Oh, my daughter be going. My daughter is going to watch this and go fucking nuts. When I do turn into Frozen. a Disney princess, it is Elsa. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My daughter's going to have Frozen as shit. So, when you turn into a Disney princess, you turn into the baddest bitch in the room. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what you're saying. That's what you're like, saying. <laughs> oh shit! Everybody's leaving. Like, well, not, we're out. <laughs> Tiffany. Has All right, look, we're at Elsa. we're at one twenty-four. So that's pretty good. Sponsors. I mean, Christian. Paul. Christian. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. Oh my god. Thank you, Christian. Sponsors. Anybody you want to shout out? I don't care if you, they sponsor you. Whatever. Just this is your time to shout out to the tens of twenties of negative fives of people listening to this <laughs> podcast of who you want to promote. Uh, well, my fiance, my kids, they let me do what I do. Uh, and then my mom and my dad, they gave me this room to shoot the podcast because I ain't got no extra fucking bedrooms in my house. <laughs> and then uh, hooks at hoodlums and stretching. Hey that's all I got. Stretching lines, baby. I got you, Tiffany. I got to check that out. Y'all gonna have to get on that shit. He, Damien, makes some good shit, man. They, they, they last a long time. That's all I can say. And it ain't no Z-Man shit where it's hard to put on a hook. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Tiffany, he he was on a few episodes ago, and he's part of Hooks at Hoodlums. I'm if y'all aren't. Connected, we need to connect you because yeah, yeah, I'll have to look into that. Get you some of them sankos since you like them. Yeah, especially the stick baits. He's got some. Does he send them? Okay. Um. So, (laughs) uh, give a shout out to my sponsors. I've got Calf King, Stanley Jigs, like I mentioned, um, Hawkeye Lures. I also have Wind Rider, which if you need any kind of cold gear or like sun shirts and that kind of really cool gear, uh, Wind Rider, check them out. Um, In addition to that, my hook set family. Love you guys. Um, And that's all I got tonight. Oh, I got to shout out my cool kids. Miss Cupcake Coley. (laughs) I hope, hopefully I channeled my inner. Spirit fingers. My inner Coley tonight. You were all and, over um, Paul's ass, so that worked out pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, Keeping yeah. It Shout out to my she people also, and kept it real tonight. Yeah, she also had a great Coley experience by saying she ain't never woke up in the morning and wanted to eat some beaver. <laughs> it just hasn't happened. I'm not saying it'll not never yet. happen. I'm saying today oh, it just never all right. happened. Tiffany, where where can folks find you on the social media that you want them to follow you? Um, everybody can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, on Texas Bass Babe. It's all the same, Texas Bass Christian, Babe. Christian, Christian, where what what and where can we find you on social media? Big Easy Bass, and go check it out. All right, thank y'all. 
I hope you stay to the end. This was some really good stuff. <laughs> Hooks at Hudlums. Heels, H-E-L-S-10. Get your code. Anybody else that you've heard of on, on, on this podcast, go check them out. Great people. Thank you for listening. We'll holla at you on the next episode that'll be dropping. Give us a five-star review on the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. We really appreciate it. I don't know if that shit makes a difference or not. And like and subscribe and ring that fucking bell on YouTube. Apparently, you're supposed to say that stuff. I don't give a shit if you do it or not. But anyway, thank you for being here if you're at this point. We'll see you on the next one. Hello.